This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And thank you for being with us on the Vedic Wisdom. I'd like to talk to you about our constitutional position. Now, what does that mean? Well, the actual position. What is our structured position? The constitutional position of a car is a vehicle. The constitutional position of a dog is to serve the master. The constitutional position of the sun is to radiate heat and light. There is a intended and structural and manifest reason for each component in the material manifestation, in all manifestations. That there is a constitutional construct point of view of you and I. What are we? I get this all the time. I say, what are you? And people say, you mean, who am I? No, I don't mean who are you. I ask, who are you? You tell me your name and your family and your location, your, your history of some way or your address. That's who you are, you say. But what are you? Are you wood? Are you air? Are you the mind? Are you the body? What are you? And this is a missing answer. So the constitutional understanding of our existence is blurred. It falls into, I don't know, so I'll give you an opinion. Well, opinion does not help us. What is our created constitutional position? What is it I am made for, made like, made to do, made to be? What is my constitution? Now, I've covered before. Everyone who listens to our program regularly will be very aware that we are not human beings with a soul. We are the soul that have human form, human bodies. There are living beings that have tree bodies, that have bird bodies, fish bodies, beast bodies, insect bodies, demigod bodies. There are multitude, 8,400,000 species of bodies. And there's one kind of living entity, eternal spiritual sparks, part and parcels of the Supreme Lord Sri Krishna. That's what we are. We are eternally separated parts and parcels of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. We are the same qualities of spirit as God. We are simply a limited quantity as the Lord is an unlimited quantity of spiritual potency and consciousness and presence. So we have those qualities, but all in small proportions. So what is my constitutional position? What is the use of me or you or any of the other living entities? What are they created for? What is their normal position? Where are they happy and free? What is their position of eternal awareness? If they are eternal living entities, how do they become aware of that and realize that and live in that and full peace and prosperity in that? It's by understanding that we are eternally in a subordinate position. We are the part and the Lord is the whole. This is God consciousness. This is Krishna consciousness. Krishna is the name of the Lord, the supreme, all-attractive being, the cause of all causes, the source of all living entities. 
So we're part and parcel as individuals. But what is our reason? What are we here for? What is our duty? What is our position that makes us feel complete? According to the Vedic literature, according to the Lord himself, when the living entity realizes he is not the controller, that he is a subordinate living entity, his position is then awakened, that he understands he is an eternal servant. We render service. That is our normal condition. We are eternal servants of the Lord. If we forget that, or we deny that, or we reject that, we end up serving something else. Because our tendencies, our hearts, our interests, our attitude is actually based around the service mentality. And if we lose the service mentality and we become totally selfish, the Vedic literature describes that as insanity. Because the constitutional position is a subordinate, minute part and parcel of the Lord created to render service to the Lord. That's reality. And if you deny that, refuse that, you have take birth in the material world and live in denial and anxiety. And this is called insane. Why would you do something that's against your best self-interest? You have a decision at every moment of your life. Did I do this or do I not do this? Do I say this or not? Do I try or do I give up? Do I, do I, what, what, what do I use my free will for? So you have these decisions constantly. So the right decision is to serve, not to take, not to be selfish, be selfless, render service. When one comes to that mentality, he's healthy. Then he has to perfect that mentality and go, where is my service required? Where can I put my service inclination or propensity that it yields the best result and it gives satisfaction to the Supreme? I'm meant to serve the Supreme Lord. So how and where do I serve him that he is pleased? We don't want to serve the Lord unfavorably. He doesn't want something and we say, here, take it. I'm doing this in the name of God, but it's a terrible thing. That's not going to do any good. So we follow the spiritual master's instructions. The chain of spiritual masters is given and maintained and sustained to this very day by the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna himself. So there is always a realized spiritual master available to answer your questions and engage you favorably in using your service constitution to the satisfaction of the Supreme Lord. Now you can use your service mentality on an unlimited variety of things. Your garden, your pets, your car. Oh, everybody's serving their car. Wash, scrub, wash, scrub, clean, vacuum, service. Oh, it goes on and on and on and on and on. Oh, your yard, your pets, your possessions, your house, your children your family, your friends, your town, your company, your nation, whatever. There's so many different places you can misplace your service ability. 
Levitical literature is saying you were created, constitutionally created, to render service to the supreme personality of Godhead. And all these other things are distractions because you've forgotten that service to God. The service to God gives you return far, far more than anything material possibly can. But we get attached. We have these families. We have these bodies. And from the body comes everything else. And all the attachments come. But if you're an eternal living entity and you think about that for a minute... You go, well, I must have had many, many, many different families. And many, many different species. And I was certainly attached to helping and loving and caring them. And they were certainly attached and serving and loving and caring for me. But the body dies and the relationship vanishes. I don't know where my father went when he died. I don't know where all my past generations of relatives are now they're gone they left their bodies on the bed or in the grave and their consciousness them the conscious living spirit soul moved on and i will do that too my wife my family my home my bank balance my resources my accumulations my photo gallery i don't know everything that i may have will not matter if i go gone he'll stay behind so what doesn't stay behind that that is eternal like i am eternal and the conscious understanding that i am an eternal servant my constitutional position is to render service to the supreme personality of godhead and if i render some service that service never is lost the benefit the credit the enlightenment, the support, the taste, the nectar of rendering that service is never lost. There is no loss. There is no degradation on the path of service to God. It is permanent. It's just like if you touch fire, you are burnt. That's all there is to it. Done. If you engage in service to God, it's permanent. Done. You render service to me? No. Service to your cat? No. The service is done and it ends and it's gone. Finish. But service to the Supreme Lord, it has immediately takes on the transcendental qualities and it is permanent. There is no loss. There is no degradation to it. It is always credit to you. It continues to reap benefit to you. So the potencies of devotional service to the Supreme Lord are undescribable. We can't really comprehend it very well in our limited understanding in these material bodies. The material body itself is a type of contamination that keeps us from seeing things in proper perspective. This is why we purify our existence. Then we're able to see things in proper perspective and then we're able to realize and taste the nectar, the glories, the benefit of devotional consciousness. A spiritual master explains devotional consciousness, devotional service. There are nine kinds of devotional service that can be rendered to the Supreme Lord, and the Vedic literature describes them. And from those nine, there are many transmutations. 
where those nine stimulate the consciousness that almost everything you do can be made into a service to the Lord. And if it can't, don't do it. If it cannot be accepted as a service to God, stop it. It's contamination. This is easily explained in the concept that the Lord is a vegetarian. And he asks you make offerings, offer the food that you prepare to me first before you eat. So you make this beautiful vegetable and noodle preparation or whatever it is, and you offer it to the Lord according to the instructions of the spiritual master, and the Lord receives it and accepts it and transforms it from matter to spirit and leaves it for you to take as remnant, and it purifies your consciousness. And that service attitude, receiving that mercy attitude, purifies you. So let's say you decide, ah, I'm going to offer him a chicken and you kill and cook a chicken. But the Lord doesn't want it. He's not going to accept it. You can't concoct a service. You need to be taught that the Lord is a vegetarian. And what does he like? What does he do for pastimes? How does he treat others? What type of things are of value to him? How can I bring pleasure and support to his activities, his wishes, his pastimes, his enjoyment? I can't create it and concoct it by myself. It won't do any good. The Lord will not accept it. No, I won't accept some meat. I'm not in the modes of nature. I'm not in the cycle of nature and the balance of nature. The Lord controls, created, maintains nature. He's not involved in it. He doesn't want your meat products. He has his own standard. Well, you are to raise to his standard. You're not just going to bring him down to yours. This is the tail wagging the dog. Not possible. We are to render service to the Supreme Lord. The Lord is not required to render service to us. He will, if you earn it by your devotion, the Lord is very open to those servants who render selfless service to him. But that's the key. You must learn and understand and practice devotional service under the instruction of the spiritual master. And it will enliven you. It will purify you in every aspect of your existence. That is your constitutional position. We are created to render loving service to the Lord whether we're in the material world or we're in the spiritual world. But we forget that. We lose that because of the body. And we should be trained from youth in this science. But because humanity has lost respect for God consciousness, is not teaching spiritual consciousness from the very beginning. They're teaching arithmetic and alphabet. And the people don't understand they are eternal living entities in temporary bodies meant to render service to the Lord eternally in whatever condition of life you're in. The opportunity of service is there. It is a consciousness change that's required. And that conscious change comes from associating with the spiritual master, reading the Vedic literature, chanting the Maha Mantra. Those three things, and associating with spiritual people, they stimulate the awakening of the spiritual perspective of life. And it should happen at a very young age, and it should happen this entire human society wide. And that is what the spiritual master has done in creating this Krishna consciousness movement. 
worldwide. He's opened centers and temples and printed millions and mil- hundreds of millions of books. So I said, everybody can get educated because they weren't properly educated. And we can turn this world around from a low vibration to a high vibration through the Maha Mantra and purify the existence of everyone and qualify for that uninterrupted loving devotional service. So this is a great, powerful, important movement that needs to be studied. One should understand I am subordinate whether I agree or I don't agree, whether I know or I don't know. So if I can recognize I'm subordinate, then let me surrender my independence by using it in the service of the Supreme. And the spiritual master teaches you that science. Nine kinds of devotional service. Nine basic kinds. There are many mutations of it as one becomes mature. But the step has to be taken. And it can only be taken when you understand things in proper perspective. What is my constitutional position? You are an eternal living entity, part and parcel of God, created to render service unto him and be happy. Eternally happy, blissful, totally pure, totally uh, selfless, totally enchanting, divine. We have a divine nature. We cover it with the material body and we lose it. And we become contaminated and we become frustrated because of this lack of reciprocation, because of our improper understanding of our constitutional position. So I'm giving you a taste. I'm giving you the indication. I'm giving you the basics of this great science of becoming spiritually conscious of your constitutional position and acting in that consciousness. It's not good to know and not do. If you know, you must do. And if you do, you engage your life force energy and your activities in reaping permanent result. Not temporary result, permanent. Devotional service is permanent. Any service rendered is never lost. The credit is never lost. And in the material world, you can make something wonderful and set it down and it's gone, it broke. Somebody ran over it or it dissolved or we see that there's many people that make a painting and the sun bleaches it to nothing. You see that on buildings, big mural, all this beautiful colors, beautiful thing. Five years later, you can't make out what it is. What is that? It's gone. Many things, everything in this material world is temporary. So committing our life force energy to temporary subjects yields only a temporary result. But recognizing our constitutional position and rendering service to the Supreme Lord for his satisfaction under the direction of the spiritual master yields a permanent result. There is no loss. This is the type benefit that makes you happy. You try to do it all the time. Make something and try to make it so that it'll last, so that it's durable, so that it's strong. Yet still, time and energy and nature knock it down, knock it to pieces. You may be alive to see it, or you may have died and it outlasts you, but it still ends up deteriorating. We see ruins of astonishing buildings all over the planet from previous civilizations, previous ages, and they worked very hard to make their buildings last forever. They made them out of stone. 
Not wood and plastic, stone. And still, we only see ruins. So whatever you create, it'll only be ruined. That's the nature of this place. So putting your life force energy into this temporary conception of life is actually foolishness. It's described as ignorance in the Vedic literature. Ignorance of your true position. Your true position is eternal servant. The satisfaction is going to come by rendering service from that perspective. So the Vedic literature takes time to explain to you that we are always subordinate, that we are not the controllers, that we belong to the eternal spiritual nature, but we're bewildered by ignorance and we're born into this delusion, an illusion of existence. And this misconception, this perspective is the cause of sufferings and enjoyments. The relationships we have are compared to the bubbles on the ocean. The bubbles come together and turn into foam. Many, many bubbles all hook together and they stay together for a period of time and then whoosh, a wave comes and they're gone. This is what our families are like. We stay together for uh, 70 years, 50 years, 100 years, 20 years and pff, gone. And you have no idea where everyone went. They've left their bodies behind and the eternal living entities have moved on to another species, to another family, to another state of existence. So our constitutional position is as conscious living entities to use our independence for the satisfaction of the Supreme at such a level that there is satisfaction on the part of the spiritual master and there is satisfaction on the part of the Supreme Lord Sri Krishna for us rendering this service selflessly and there is no loss or degradation of those credits ever. It is on the transcendental eternal spiritual platform and this is where your self-interest lies. This is where your free will and independence is properly situated. So take this understanding. Your constitutional position is as eternal servant of God. This is an eternal living entity created to render service and be happy in that service. We are not created to be independent, free will beings doing anything we want and causing all sorts of problems. This is the delusion that the bodies cause. So we encourage you. The spiritual master encourages you. The Vedic literature encourages you to properly identify yourself. Know your constitutional position as an eternal servant, part and parcel of God and render that service and taste the nectar of that service. You can taste it in the service. You can taste it in the vibration of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. And you can learn it clearly in reading the Vedic literature, Bhagavad Gita as it is. This is the opportunity that's given to you from the Vedic literature. So take to this movement. Take to chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra liberate yourself from the illusions of life and revive your eternal consciousness that will make you happy that will actually solve the problems in your life that will actually give you the understanding that you're looking for the purification from material misconception the fulfillment of love of god reviving your divine nature bliss 
knowledge, happiness, friendship, everything available in spiritual life. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.